Welcome back to the Tiny Bites podcast. In this week's episode, I'm going back to Tiny Bite Roots and doing a solo episode for the first time since I started interviewing people in the minimalism and personal finance space. I put a call out on my social media for all of your questions about literally anything you wanted. I just kind of wanted to get back into a conversational space with you guys. It's been a while since I've had more of a one-on-one interaction with you guys so I'm super excited to be answering some of your questions so let's get right into it. The first question that I'm going to answer today comes from Instagram from Claire and Claire said I would love to know more about your studies. They sounded super interesting in the interview you did with JTC. What led you down that path and how do you hope to use your knowledge gained during your qualifications? So first off really Great question, Claire, and I'm so glad that you enjoyed my interview with JTC. That's Jennifer Taylor Chan. That's episode 46. If you haven't listened to that episode, I'd highly recommend it. Jennifer is amazing, possibly one of the smartest people I've ever met. So I, I loved our chat, everything from uh, you know degrowth economics to breaking up with Facebook. We sort of ran the whole gamut. So if you haven't listened to that, I'd recommend it. And so during that conversation, there were a couple of times when Jen brought up things in the economic space as well as the anthropological space, and that's when I piped in and said that I have a bachelor's degree, a joint double major in anthropology and international development studies. So that's the education or my studies that Claire is talking about there. So it's interesting looking back on my educational career when I was in university for my first degree, I have a BA and an MA. When I was in my first degree at university, in my first year, actually, I, of course, decided to major in the two things that were my most difficult courses. I don't know if it's just because I enjoy a challenge or I was really frustrated that I wasn't better at them, so I wanted to take more classes in it so I could get better get better at it. But I originally had planned to go to school for environmental studies, but then after taking, you know, one course in anthropology and one course in international development, it just sort of swept me away and it was something that I did for the rest of my uh, undergraduate career definitely and I changed courses once I got to graduate school but I always sort of had a soft spot in my heart for those two particular disciplines and those two disciplines I think actually really helped me in terms of my my minimalism journey especially the international development piece of that because a large part of the program that I was in for international development was about how you know, the, the in, uh, inequitable distribution of wealth in the world and how, you know, quote-unquote, the global north is over-consuming, but the global south is dealing with the repercussions of that. Um, and so that's something that, you know, the science and the data behind all of those things, that's something that I carry with me in my day-to-day life. And so when I'm thinking about, you know, do I really need this purchase? Is it worth the ramifications on our environment and on our economy? And to those people in other parts of the world, my international development education sort of helps me to temper a lot of those uh, reactions. And so I, I don't use my education in my actual work life, not in any real way, but I do use it quite a lot in my personal life in terms of how I want to consume and the kinds of companies that I want to support. Um... And how I want to, you know, exist in the world, knowing what we know about the state of the planet and the state of the, you know, the people who are going to be most affected if we continue consuming at the rate that that we're consuming. So I think that, you know, my background in anthropology and international development has really helped to 
solidify my belief that we don't need to consume as much as we're being told that we need to. Um, and I think anthrop- anthropology is sort of at an intersection of psychology and sociology and you know evolutionary biology in a roundabout way has sort of helped me to understand a lot of our uh, impulses around consumption. You know, a lot of you know rituals and cultures are based around gifts and the consumption of items and what do those stories mean. So anthropology in that respect was something that helped me to, you know, frame how we consume to help me better understand, you know, where I came from consumption and how I wanted to change that. But yeah, I really, really enjoyed anthropology, international development. It's something that I even still love learning about and reading about today. So thank you for that, Claire, and I hope that answered your question. So the next question I wanted to answer comes from email. Someone, a reader emailed me directly and asked, what would you say is the best thing that has happened to you or that has affected your life since becoming a minimalist? And so I've, I don't know that I've ever actually written about it, just that question. I, you know, you, we often read or write things about, you know, the overarching benefits of minimalism, but I think that one of the best things that happened to me is giving my, giving myself this space to just sort of exist and pulling myself off of the hedonic treadmill and recognizing that nothing external is capable of fulfilling me and making me feel good about my life for in a long-term kind of a way certainly you know buying a new shirt or buying a new pair of shoes has that instant kind of uh, positive benefit on you but that obviously wears off super quickly and that's what the hedonic treadmill means means we sort of every step we take we sort of we think we're going to be fulfilled but then we're not so then we're right back where we started and we just keep going around in circles so I think that's one of the best things about becoming a minimalist is that it helps you sort of see that treadmill that you've been on that hamster wheel that you've been spinning and that you know you can live your life differently so I think that this this space that minimal minimalism gives you to sort of see the way that you're consuming and see the way that it's not making you happier is you know one of the definitely one of the best things that's happened since becoming a minimalist because it you know that spills over into other areas of your life and you think well maybe I don't want to spend you know my work life doing this thing if I can do something that I find more meaningful um, or more fulfilling in whatever way that means for you. So the second part of that question from the same person is what would you say is the worst thing that has happened to you or that has affected your life since becoming a minimalist and so this is sort of you know not actually a worse thing but it's a really annoying thing since becoming a minimalist. Like I can't stop overanalyzing every single purchase that I make or every single purchase that I am thinking about making, even if I haven't made it yet. I just sort of get wrapped up in overanalyzing it. Like, oh, do I need this? Am I going to use it? Is this, you know, um, made by an ethical company? Is it, does it, you know, reflect my values? And not to say that those questions aren't things that you should be asking of the things that you're purchasing, but when you're doing it for every single little thing that you're buying, it can get very overwhelming, especially when you're dealing with, you know, products that you're just never going to find ethical versions of, like a lot of, you know, being a new homeowner, a lot of products for repairing your home, like those don't exist. (laughs) You're not going to find, you know, an ethical bathroom sealant for your tub like those things just don't exist so in a a lot of ways you just kind of have to make the decision and then get it over with so I think for me because I'm 
more naturally an indecisive person. And I wrote about that recently on the blog, so I'll link it in the show notes. But minimalism has sort of made me much more questioning of all the all of the purchases and the decisions that I make and sometimes that's a good thing sometimes that's a really annoying thing so that's yeah that's I guess the thing that's the worst thing that's happened to me (laughs) just makes me rethink and think everything like 10 different times over so the the last question that I wanted to deal with in this episode is Uh, what's next on your minimalist journey? And I don't actually know how to answer that because I don't think that I can necessarily say what's next on my minimalist journey because it hasn't happened yet. But I know I want to get more into the, the DIY space as the next step on my minimalist journey, you know, like turning old clothes into new things or doing stuff in our backyard and reusing materials so we don't have to purchase a lot of new materials, just sort of you know, utilizing what I have in my life already and reusing them or repurposing them for new things and giving them new life. That's something that I really want to get more into. Also, I'll have to pull my sewing machine out of the basement and get it fired up. But that's, you know, I think that's something that I'm very excited about. So, yeah. Thank you to everyone who sent in their questions for this Ask Me Anything episode of Tiny Bites. I'm pretty excited to say that this is actually a tiny bite. First episode under 10 minutes in a really long time, so that's exciting. But I do still have some really exciting interviews coming up for you for the rest of the season of Tiny Bites, so stay tuned for those. I'm still in awe of all the awesomeness that's out there in the minimalism space, so I hope you keep enjoying and listening. If you're enjoying what I'm doing on Tiny Bites, please do feel free to leave me a review on iTunes or Google Play or share it with someone you know. I'd love to, you know, connect with more people who want to take part in the personal finance, minimalism, simple living spaces. So if, if you're liking Tiny Bites, feel free to share it. And as always, if you have any questions or comments, you can comment over on the blog or you can email me at tinyambitionsblog at gmail.com. Until next time, I hope you enjoyed this tiny bite.